Welcome. This is Squats and Thoughts, a healthy nutrition show with Dina Cho. I need to first start with a medical disclaimer statement saying um, this is for educational and informational purposes only and saying that I am not a medical professional and the content of this site is for informational and or educational purposes only. It does not substitute professional medical advice or consulting with a healthcare professional. We're reliant on the use of the information provided on this podcast by me, the host, or any of my guests is at your own risk. So again, this is Squads and Thoughts, a nutrition and healthy living podcast. I'm your host, Dina Joe. Welcome. This show is a spinoff from my current podcast, the Dina Joe Morning Show. Um, on this show, I focus on talk on fitness, nutrition, personal growth, and trying to live a healthier lifestyle. So let's get at it. So for the first um, show, my first Squats and Thoughts today, I wanted to start with my story of um, learning to live with chronic pain and what led me down the road of healthier lifestyle and trying fitness and wellness and mental health and all that good stuff. So um, I'm going to start my story again um, with chronic pain um, and what I deal with on a daily. Let's turn that off. All right, so um, my story, learning to live with chronic pain. My wellness journey actually begins with my living with chronic pain and how difficult it is. It touches every aspect of my life, my relationships, everyday chores to getting enough sleep, if at all. Chronic pain can be caused by many factors. Mine started by having my second back surgery in 2010. I went in for scheduled back surgery to have uh, disc L4 and L5 in my lower back fixed due to degradative disc or lack of the disc. I developed um, severe numbness in my right leg, sharp shooting pain from my lower back um, down my right leg. So I had my surgery. Um, After that surgery, I was in the ER every day for 16 days before they realized that the equipment they um, put in my spine that was, well, I had what was called a Harrington rod put in my spine when I was 14 for scoliosis. Um, When they went in and fixed that L4 and L5, that Harrington rod um, went into my nerve canal. So that's why I was having all the symptoms and in the emergency room, they ended up doing an emergency surgery, um, went in and cut the part of the rod out um, that was um, in the nerve canal, put in some new equipment and, um, you know, washed their hands of me, so to say, but that was not the end of the story. Two years later, after continual pain, um, and new CAT scans, MRI showed that the rod they put in to hold up the rod was not strong enough and was coming unfused. I went in for um, then my um, third back surgery 
um, to put in new material to hold up the current rods. Um, these newly added rods go into both my right and left side of my pelvis, um, which and now in my right side where they uh, connect that um, rod to my pelvis, I have a DVT that I've um, been dealing with for the last three years. Um, my health issues continues with misdiagnoses, treatments of RA, which I found out the hard way that I cannot take NSAIDs, risks on my surgeries, numerous scopes to find out why I was so sick all the time, the NSAIDs, um, diagnosis, um, let's see, of RA, I said that, um, got me really, but, the, but that diagnosis was the one that got me really looking into nutrition and exercise. Um, not that I would start that journey for a while yet um, and wondering what, I was just wondering what is making me sick. The doctors aren't doing anything to help me. I mean, they just want to give me pills. Take this one, take this one, you know, for this, it'll help you with your sickness. I wanted to know what was making me sick all the time. Um, I was also now dealing with depression because of all the changes in my body because of what I felt like just one decision to have my back fixed now has caused numerous um, health issues. Um, I started doing a whole lot of reading, going to the library, um, even though the medications that I'm on um, for the chronic pain and nerve damage um, can make me forgetful. Um, so unless you live with this constant companion, chronic pain, you probably can not relate. And if you do, I am really sorry, but I know, but no, you're not alone. Um, some symptoms of chronic pain, like I said, are constant pain, anxiety, fatigue, and sleep deprivation. Here, for example, are just um, some of the things I and others have with when you have to deal with chronic pain. Um, first, you never know um, how you will feel in the morning. For me, the mornings are the worst. First, I have not had a good night's sleep. Um, if I'm lucky, I'll get four hours of sleep, if I'm lucky. Um, I get up early, I get up around four-ish because I know that it'll take me two, two and a half hours to um, be able to work through the pain and kind of feel normal, so to say. Um, second, most do not understand what chronic pain entails. They do not understand that it's constant. Um, friends and family mean well and want to help. Um, a lot of the times, um, I know I am just venting. Um, I'm not asking for any, um, for you to help me in any way, I guess, but just to lend a shoulder or an ear. I just want to share my frustrations. Um, I know sometimes I just need to know that I'm not alone. Third, um, I've been questioned on how I manage my pain because, especially because, um, I work out, um, I lift weights and, they say, well, you have rods in your spine and your back and your pelvis, your knees are bad, blah, blah, blah. You know, um, working out, this is a big reason that I do not stay 100% depressed. After the third emergency surgery, it forever changed my life and who I thought I was. 
I cannot work out due to the chronic pain, the nerve damage, not being able to stand or sit for long periods of time. Um, working out and therapy are just two um, things that have helped me with the depression that comes with chronic pain. Um, working out is a sort of therapy beyond therapy. I do both. Um, and I actually just started therapy again. Um, so don't think of that as a bad word. It's, it's, it's always great to be able to get another ear, you know, somebody else to listen to you. And I kind of felt like I didn't want to be that friend that always had or a family member for that matter, that always has something wrong with them, even though that's what it seems like at the moment. So um, fourth, the changes in my life because of having this back surgery have left me with anxiety, panic attacks. Yay! <laughs> I went from having a somewhat normal life um, to not remembering a day without pain. Um, plus my health issues to continue uh, that, um, you know, you just, they just continue. It seems like, um, it just seems like it's at every turn, there's a new obstacle with finding out that I have, um, also have a blood clotting gene, um, that I have to take, uh, medication for because I, my blood clots. And like I said, I have that DVT, um, in my right groin that, um, when you take these medications, it doesn't make them go away. It just makes your blood so that hopefully you don't get more. So I've have had, unfortunately, two now, a DVT and a superficial blood clot. And those, the superficial ones seem to um, be more, uh, you could feel the pain more um, and they hurt. And, and it's uh, continual pain that comes, you know, that doesn't just go away in a month after you've been treated for it. It continues, um, for a while afterwards. Um, so, uh, I got tested for that and found out that I have that blood clotting gene. And then, um, just recently when they were testing for my knees, I had an issue with both of my knees after doing a 7K, which I, I can't run. And that was another thing that people were like, you have all these problems, you have drop foot, you have this and that, you can't do these 5Ks and 7Ks and blah, blah, blah. And for me, it would, it even made me want to do it even more. I can't run. No, I can't do it that way. I walk fast. I mean, if somebody was chasing me with a knife, yeah, I could run, but I just walk them fast. And it's for me, being able to tell all those people, it's like giving them the middle finger when you've gone through all this stuff and people tell you, you can't do it. You can't do it. You can't do it. And you do it. That's what makes me um, feel better. It makes, empowers me a little bit. So after I did the 7K, both of my knees just swelled up. And so, of course, they test me for blood clots. And then they found out that um, one of them was a stress fracture. The other one was um, just old age, getting older, bone on bone. So, But the stress fracture, they wanted to test me to see if there was other reasons why um, my niece could be doing this. And then, um, also after having, um, the nerve damage, uh, 
there was also new um, tingling and nerve damage on my left leg. It's normally mostly in my right. So they did another one for that. And um, it came up positive for all of this stuff. One of the main things that now I have to be tested for is I tested positive for this aggressive bone cancer. Um, and when you hear those words, <laughs> uh, it's scary, you know, and I have to be tested every six months to make sure that the markers don't go up and there's no, nothing I can do. <laughs> and this has been the hardest thing for me to have to deal with, uh, is learning how to, I just found out um, my next blood work will be in a couple months. So, and then I have to do it in, you know, for the rest of my life, every six months to make sure that it doesn't go up and, if it, and watch it when it, if it does go up, once it gets to a specific amount, then that's when they start talking chemo and stuff like that. It's very, very low. And, um, I don't know how many doctors have told me, Oh, Hey, don't worry about it. It's okay. Many people live their lot, the rest of their lives with this and it's, it's, it's fine. And it's, and I get it. And I understand that, but it's just learning how to deal with that stress. So if there's anybody else out there that has to deal with anything that you're worried about, that's something too, that I'm I'm like, I just told you, I'm going to therapy. I'm going to learn how to conquer this obstacle too. So don't ever feel like you're alone. That's what this podcast is going to be all about. So anyway, now I have to find out where I just left off. Um, so it's learning how <clears throat> to balance, um, who you can trust and the fact that who wants to hear continued bad stuff, like I said, you know, that was part of the reason why I decided to go to therapy too, was um, not always wanted to be that person that has something wrong with them, even though you do. And I know that there's a million people out there that are going through the same story too. So the story continues and I know that this too will pass and I can look back on my life and see all the different obstacles and things that I've gone through and, and overcame. So do me a favor and don't let anyone, anyone tell you that what you have gone through is not worth speaking about. Okay. Um, that you do not have the qualifications to speak on a subject because you didn't go to school for it or you don't have a degree, the good and the bad, but it is usually the bad that others need to know, um, that they're not alone because they're going through the same crap as you are. So that's just a slice of my physical and mental part of my journey. Um, I, I did, I didn't even touch on 
personal experiences um, in relationships with um, other humans <laughs> because there's a whole lot of that in there too. So this show, um, I will focus our talk on um, fitness, nutrition, personal growth, and just trying, like I said, to live a healthier lifestyle. And most importantly, letting anyone struggling know that however alone you might feel at the moment, know that you're not alone. <laughs> you are not alone. So thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode. I would truly appreciate your likes, your shares, and any comments you might want to leave. Until next time, much love. Bye.